guys. This is Ron D. I'm waiting on uh, Courtney Benjamin to get in, but we're going to get started. Welcome to the Music and Profits podcast. Uh, we have a very, very lovely, very exciting guest today with us. We got Wendy Day. What's going on, Wendy? Woo-hoo! I'm so happy to be here. What is going on? So, I mean, I know who you are. There's a lot of people who know who you are, but for the people who's living under a rock, who doesn't? Explain to them who you are, what you do, and what makes you so special. Well, I don't know about what makes me special, but um, I do I do basically three things in the music industry. The not-for-profit side of what I do is called Rap Coalition, and Rap Coalition is an artist advocacy organization. So when an artist is in a bad deal, with like a major label, we step in and we help get them out of that deal. And we do that for free. We don't charge for that. Um, The second thing that I do is for profit. It's called Power Moves. And Power Moves is a company that helps build successful careers for artists, for rappers and for pop artists. And we help artists make money with their music. So when an artist is properly funded. And what I mean by that is they have an investor on board or they've saved up their own money to the point where they wanna start their own real legitimate company in the music industry. They hire us to help them get to the next level and show them how to do it. And then the last thing I do is because it takes about a quarter million dollars to start your own label. And most people in the music industry don't have that the last thing I do is I help educate artists for free about how the industry works, how to put out your your music and make money with it, um, how to sort of uh, travel through the shark infested waters of the music industry. So they're really the three things that I do in the music industry. I've been doing it for 29 years. The amazing thing to me is that I've outlasted my peers because I've managed to stay relevant. I've really surrounded myself with a lot of young people. So I've kept in touch with how to market and promote music properly. Gotcha. Looks like Courtney is coming in, I think. So Benjamin, you guys, he just entered the building. Um, I'll you know, give it up to him and yeah. get going on. And um, uh, Wendy, I wanted to touch, I wanted to touch on that 250, but I'm gonna put it on the back end. And we're gonna come back to the 250. It will um, change. It'll be there when you so, get to it. Absolutely. So we wanted to see, like, uh, this. I mean, it's kind of a generic question, but the the business of music, like, what is that? What does that mean? And how, how, why is that important to artists? And just give us some insight on that. Well, there. You know, if you're gonna do this for a living, there is money in music. So either you can make the money as an artist or somebody else is gonna make the money and take it from you. So you can either be in in control of your career or you can be beholden to somebody else. It's it's really your choice. A lot of artists really just want the fame. They're not really doing this to make money until somebody else starts buying like houses and cars and then they get a little bit upset. But for the most part, Um, I'm from the school of thought that an artist should control their own career and make the lion's share of the money. And I have felt this way for almost 30 years now. And I've devoted my career to helping artists make money with their music. And it's not really hard. You know, not everybody can be an entrepreneur. So I don't want to 
say that it's one size fits all. It's not. If you don't have any sense of hustle and you don't want to put in any work, this is definitely not the industry for you to be independent unless you've got people on your team that can help you. But for the most part, you know, I've done a lot of things in life and, and the music industry is not so hard compared to other industries. And it's a lot of fun. You know, we have a lot of fun doing what we do all day. Awesome. Awesome. I mean, you was talking about building a business. Um, what does, what does that, what does that look like? And what are some of the, the, the strategies, strategies that you use to help, uh, maybe negotiate contracts or something for an artist to that's, you know, like I work a regular job. What are some things I can do right now to kind of build up myself until I get to that level to where I can really, um, I'm just getting started. I'm an artist. I work a nine to five, but I have, you know, some money to put in the studio time and things like that. Right. What are the things that you will probably that's, recommend? That's what, that's what I would do. I mean, definitely if you're a new artist and you're going to put any money into your career, you should definitely start by trademarking your name because you want to make sure that as you build your brand that you own it. You know, I've seen mm. a lot of artists put money into their, their brand only to find out that somebody else has that name and then they have to change their name. And when you change your name, it's kind of like starting over from scratch. So um, my, my initial suggestion would be to find a trademark attorney and trademark your name so that at least you know that as you spend money, you, you can do it legally and legitimately. Um, you should also set up a corporation just so you can protect your personal assets, whether that's an LLC or an INC is really dependent upon, you know, your tax situation. But for the most part, um, most of the artists that we work with are LLCs and we incorporate them as a performer, you know, through their name. So if your name, let's say your, your name is um, MC Ron Dixon, right? You would, you would um, incorporate Ron Dixon LLC. You might have Ron Dixon Tours LLC, and then you might have Ron Dixon Publishing LLC. So you want to have three different companies so that you can keep the money separate so that if something goes wrong, for example, while you're on tour and a fight breaks out, which, you know, is something that's very realistic with rap, we make sure that the tour money is the only thing that somebody can come after if there's a lawsuit they can't sue you for your publishing or for your uh personal money your personal funds absolutely and that's and see that's absolutely. something i talk about when it comes to just general business stuff uh, protecting your assets and making sure everything's separate um yes. you know that, that's 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 a big deal me and see harp on it all the time and um, you'd be surprised how much backlash we get just about every freaking thing people don't want to do. I'm not about to do it. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, for real. Well then, well then don't and see how yeah. much it costs you then. Exactly. Exactly. That's, that's exactly. Okay. Well, i tell you what, well, I don't even want to get back to that, but we actually had, oh, we got, we got people oh. who give us pushback on certain stuff. Why should I do this? Why should I do that? Why should I? a lot of this paperwork and you know different little stuff like that and i'm just like look i tell you what name one thing you can get without paperwork go crickets it's gonna be crickets it's gonna be crickets. There's nothing you can't even get a, a, a freaking couch from errands without filling out some type of uh, paperwork so you, yeah, you, you, can't, you can't get anything 
even back with Blockbuster, I think he still had to fill out some type of way paperwork to get a Blockbuster call back in the day. I'm showing my age right now. So Blockbuster back in the day. So you just, it's, it's a whole thing. So let's keep it moving. So last week we talked to, uh, we talked to Mike Matthews from DRT. And oh, yeah. he, told, he told us to ask you about some behind the scenes stuff about how Lil Donald came out. And so yeah. let me go ahead and get that question out. <laughs> he told us to talk to you, ask you I about it. I love it. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, because with Donald, uh, can I swear on this? Is it okay to curse? Yeah, so Donald, Donald fucked around and made a hit record. And how cool is that? Um, the downside is he didn't really have the funding to work the record properly, but he did what any artist would do. He put it out there. And as it started to build, he called me and was, you know, the phone conversation was the equivalent of this, you know? <laughs> so um, we figured out a way for him to bring an investor on board just for that one song. And we just built it every step of the way. We took it um, to radio, which is really surprising because who knew this was in 2018, right? Who knew that in 2018, radio still mattered and it very much did. Um, we took it to radio in May of 2018 the shows started coming in around July or August. The song was called Do Better. I don't know if you're familiar with it or not, but it was sort of an anthem song for women um, about getting out of domestic, uh, about a, getting out of abusive relationships. Mm -hmm. So it was talking to women about, you know, like, girl, you don't deserve this, you know, like get out of, get out of that fucked up situation. And women all around the country really loved it. We targeted the Southeast directly because the budget wasn't as big as it really could have been or needed to be. Right. So we focused on a five state area and just blew it up. We got it to number 20 um, at radio, which is huge for an independent and ended up going gold. So it, it's, it's really kind of a happy story. Um, there's a little bit of a sad story attached to it, which is probably why Mike suggested it. Donald had been signed to a record label and he had a five year, five album deal and he had delivered all five albums, but five years hadn't passed yet. Mm. So even though he delivered five albums and he felt that he was out of his record deal when he had a hit record, his record label did not feel like he was out of his record deal. Right. And they very much wanted to profit off of that record. And so it became a huge legal battle. So in addition to spending money to market and promote, Donald had to spend money on lawyers to defend himself against the, um, the former label. And then they had to reach a settlement in order for everybody to get paid in order to move forward. And that was crazy. Like in the midst of bombs dropping and fires springing up on how hot this record was, you know, um, he was scrambling to make sure that he actually had the rights to collect the money on this record. And that was just, it, it's the most insane thing I've ever seen in my experience in the music business. But on a happy note, it did really well. It made him a millionaire. He's got four kids, so he's been able to take care of his kids in a way that he wasn't able to before. Yeah. He just adopted his nephew, 
So now his five-year-old nephew lives with him and he's taking care of him. He was able to get his nephew out of foster care. So there are a lot of amazingly positive things that came from him having a hit record. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. He's a real good-hearted dude. He's amazing. He's an amazing human being. And I got to tell you, Courtney, you know, you, you know this from working with artists. It's very rare that we hear thank you on on this side of it, on what we do. And Donald is just somebody that has said thank you so many times that it's just, it's like a pleasure to work with him. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Ron. I don't know him personally, but I, he works with one of my engineers down in Atlanta, KJ the, the Assassin. And um, KJ said the same thing about him. I like KJ. Yep. <laughs> KJ's my dog. Yep. KJ did a lot of work on, on Trouble when I was working with Trouble. Absolutely. He's a very patient man. Yeah, me and KJ, me and KJ grew up together. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, when he moved from DC to North Carolina, um, me and him grew up together and we started engineering. Um, He's a great engineer. Great, great engineer. Yep. <clears throat> see, I'm actually engineered for all my problem children. Like all of the artists that have been challenging to work with, he has worked with them and he's done an amazing job. Absolutely. Wow. Wow. You know, it, 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 it kind of to touch back on the uh, the trademark situation, um, like that, that's that's one thing I I try to try to embed in, in artists because like that's Cause I, I had a situation even with my artist Beth, you know, um, she went on a voice and they wanted to use her full name. So we had to go with Beth Griffith Manley. And then uh, we, we, uh, we went back, we're, we're actually now branding Beth back again. So like you said, it, it's like starting all over again. You know what I mean? And uh, this time we're trademarking her name, you Smart. know, but, uh, but it, it's so, it's so many Beths out there that's, um, you know, that's, that's, uh, it's hard. It's, it's rough. So, so like, would you, would you recommend, you know, uh, having, you know, putting that, the trademark plus having the Isney attached to that too, that it helps separate that name from, from all um, the other names? I, I recommend that artists choose names. And this is very hard because we're talking about somebody's, somebody's rap name, right? And most people grow up with a certain name. So it's very it's very difficult for them to accept the fact that they might have to change their name. Like if their name is something basic like knowledge, you know, or even with trouble, we were worried we were going to have to change trouble's name because it it was not easy to trademark trouble, you know, and my best advice to an artist is to choose a name where, you know, you can trademark it and you know, you can get the domain names and the social media names. Even if you have to put, I am in front of it, you know, like I am trouble or, um, you know, trouble is King or whatever, but you want to have uniformity, right? So you want to have a domain name that matches your social media, that matches your rap name in some form or fashion. And a lot of people don't think about that. So they'll have a name and then their web address is something completely different. Their Twitter name is one thing. Their Instagram is something else. Their YouTube is something else. And now the fans can't find them. So even more important to me than the trademark, which is very important. I don't want to belittle it, but even more important to me is having a name where you've got that uniform branding across all platforms. 
Got you, got you. And, and, and one thing I always try to tell artists too is uh, make sure you have that business insurance, you know, on that uh, on that touring LLC or, you know, or even, you know, because a, a lot of them, they don't, they don't like to have a multiple LLCs for some reason. I keep telling them, you know, it's, you got to separate the liabilities. I'm telling you, they're going to take all your money if it's, if it's all going to one pot. Yes, they will. So, yeah. I always... With my clients, we start with three corporations. We do their, we do their label, which is usually their name. We do their touring company, and the touring company changes, you know, almost on every tour. And then we also do their publishing company. We we incorporate that as well. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, that's dope. That's dope. All right. So, do you have anything, C? I was trying to see. Uh, let's see. Uh, what what advice What advice would you give an artist that thinks they know everything? Uh, and the ones that, that are <laughs> and, and the ones that are new to the industry. What What kind of advice would you uh, give to them? You know, it's very hard when somebody knows everything in, in any industry, it's really difficult, but in music especially, because, you know, this changes, this changes every couple of years. In fact, I really want to say it changes every six months. The stuff that I was doing six months ago, I'm not doing today. So if you're a know-it-all, you're not going to be open and accepting to new information or new skill sets or new fads, right? So it's a very difficult industry to learn to begin with. And then if you come into this with, a, with an attitude or a preconceived notion of what it is, it just makes it even harder. And that's a little foreign to me because I'm somebody who I have this really incredible thirst for knowledge. So I want to know as much as I can. And I'm always sharpening my tools. Like I want to get better and better and better. So I don't really understand people that don't think that way. It's a little hard for me. And I have clients where they don't really want to know how to do this. They just want to be told that they're correct. And I can't do that because I'm not going to lie to you when you're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars. I'm not going to lie to you to make your ego feel good because there's too much at stake. I just want everybody to win. So my best advice for somebody that's a know-it-all is go do something else because you're going to be really sad when you lose the kind of money that you're going to have to play with in the music industry to win. And then for the new people that are open to everything, my advice would be learn as much as you can. Like this is such a great time because there's so many people on the internet and so many places you can go to get real life, factual, legitimate information. You know, when I was coming up, you couldn't find out how to do this. If you didn't know somebody in that little tiny inner circle, you couldn't pierce through in rap. And today, there's like a plethora of information out here. You just have to sort through what's real and what's not, what's factual and what's not. But once you do that, everything you need is here. It's at your fingertips. Google is your friend. Yep. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, earlier Wendy was talking about that. Uh, let's jump back into that, that 250K budget that we discussed earlier. Um, mm. I know this is probably kind of a 
a weird question. So for someone, for someone who may not have the 250, they'd be like, well, maybe could we do more? Like you, like you talked about with Lil Donna, you guys did a, a Southeastern um, kind of a marketing campaign instead of, you know, national. Which, could somebody else do that? Be like, look, I don't have 250, but oh, I've got you. No, so you no. would still need that. that. Yeah, it's, it's actually um, the, where that figure comes from is it takes me $150,000 to do this with my relationships, my connections, and my knowledge, and the fact that I'm doing this every day, all day for you know almost 30 years. And I'm still successful at it today and still bu building stars today the way I was 30 years ago. It takes me 150,000 and then I charge 100,000 for my services on top of that. So what I'm really saying is that if somebody were to say that they had less than 150,000, it would be very difficult for them to achieve success. And I'm not saying they can't do it because as soon as I say somebody can't do it, they're gonna prove me wrong and I love that. Like, please go prove me wrong. But even when you hear the stories of like the little Nas X's that came out of nowhere and blew up, when you really talk to him and you find out what he spent, he spent more than 150 grand building his career. It was just over a longer period of time. Right. This is a very, very expensive industry. And when you have to record and you have to pay for tracks and you have to market and promote and you've got to do things to to move the needle and build awareness on yourself that all takes money and yeah. there's nothing free about the music industry whatsoever nothing <laughs> all you know is i don't want you dming me saying you got your stimulus check can we flip that that's what I'd be trying yeah. to tell you. Don't, don't I wish it was that easy. If it were, <laughs> I would own the music industry yeah. because yeah. I would be telling everybody how to do it for less. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. yeah, so uh, what I, what I went, well, specifically what I do is I try to uh, teach you guys about personal credit, business credit, and start utilizing the stuff that you can control. Stuff like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Put, put together a business plan. Yeah. Put together you know, a business plan. Find partners that, that, want to be in the music industry but they can't make music or they have a skill set that could help you get to the next level like partner up yep. you know you don't have to own a hundred percent of everything to be successful in the music business and see that's, yeah. that's something that i talked about um uh off air uh wendy when uh, me and courtney made um you know me and courtney supposed to be enemies you know, we do the same thing. So it's like, why would I, we should be supposed to be competing, but why do we need to compete when we can just come together and build something bigger? Absolutely. So I have to understand, like, if you can't get to the resources, then get to the person with the money and then be like, look, I have. The money. I have this, you, you have that, let's come together. You know, the relationships yep. are free. So you just got, a lot of people just don't want to put in the work for it's true. whatever reason. So. It's true. And Ron, one of the best things that I could suggest to artists, you, you've got to start regionally because you it, it's too it's too much to do the whole country by yourself, both financially and work-wise. Nobody has that kind of energy where they could just hit all 50 states at once. It's not realistic. But if you put together a list of all the things you want to do to build your brand and build awareness of your music, and then just go and start pricing them out, you will see how much it takes. 
and you will see the kind of budget you need. And if you need less, that's beautiful. Go do it, you know, but, but do something. Don't just, don't just not put a plan together and say, oh, I'm going to just spam out my music to people's DMs until somebody hears me and puts me on. That doesn't exist. Like nobody yeah. puts you on. You got to put yourself on. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Cause that, that, that's that's one thing I, I I don't like. Sometimes they they try to push it on you know push it on me and be like you know try to make me seem like I'm like God or something. Man, there's it, nothing I can do for you. You have there to is work. no magic fairy dust. I mean, the truth is, if you could wave a magic wand and make somebody famous, you'd be doing it all day every day, and they wouldn't yeah. be able to get near you because you'd have too many people standing in line in front of you. So yeah. the fact that they're even thinking that that's how this works tells me that they didn't do the research and who wants to work with somebody that doesn't put in the research into an area where they think they want to be. Yeah. Yeah. That's, 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 that's real. And we, uh, yeah. they, they don't, they, and like we talked about earlier, Wendy, they see what you're doing now. So they don't see what, you know what it took. You, they point. They don't know the grind that you put in. Correct. I something on Instagram like a month ago about um, a place when I just got on uh, Netflix. But like, congratulations, then, yeah, man. Then people start DMing me anytime I put some of my stories. People start DMing me. That's fine. But you know, um, that's just a situation I'm probably not going to be responding to too much. But I'm like, look, it, it didn't just come. Like, you know, you got these resources. It's not magic. I had to go. I had to go get them resources. Like I literally had to go, you know how I many people sent me an email turning me down, like, look, don't email me no more. Da, 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 da. Don't email them. You, you have let down. But you kept going. I kept going. Yeah. You know what I mean? I only got a few out of hundreds, but those few we still communicate to this day. And you know what I mean? Like And you have the relationships as long as you keep them and nurture I have to them. Tell people, like, it's gonna be scary. You got to go do it though. Like that's what's gonna set you from the other 98% of people. That's making all types of excuses. Exactly. Uh, there was a guy who um who I was working with. Um, we did a I produced a track for him. He didn't even have a, his BMI set up. I could have easily took advantage of him. And I told him, like, look, before we put this song out, please go get, please go get your PRO set up. Go do this and your sound exchange. Get everything set up. And I I told Courtney know who I'm talking about. I was like, look, bro, go get this done, go get that done, and then we're gonna release this song. Exactly. Was like, I, was, I was like, you do you what's your what's your PRO? Uh, what's your IPI number? He's like, what's that? I was like, oh gosh. If I, I could have been the dude that was like, shoot, I'm just gonna take this and here's my number. Yeah. <laughs> I could have just, just put, put my number in there. Yeah, because it was my song. And I'm like, look, I could have right. just put it out. You wouldn't have got nothing. So um this is crazy to me. But you, and Ron, you were you were talking about money, like even even on like our side of the music industry, it took me 10 years to start making money in music. It actually took me six years to start making like a dime, right? I worked for free for six years. Mm -hmm. And then it took me up until my 10th year to make enough money to support myself. So I was still doing like side hustles for, you know, for 10 years. And I've just gotten to a point in my career where I'm actually like, I was in my fifties before I bought my first house. You know, I was flipping houses, but I mean, before I bought my first house that I moved into right. and, wow. and a lot of people don't take into consideration, like all of the work that it took to get here today. I didn't just wake up 
and and start making $100,000 every time I put an artist out into the marketplace, right? It took me 29 years to get here. And it took all of my connections and all of my, you know, all the shit that I gave up to be here. And people don't yeah. always look at that. They kind of look at it like, oh, you got it. I want some, put me on. It just mm. doesn't work that way. So you, yeah, brought yeah. Very, you brought us something very interesting. And I don't want to make the conversation go this way, but you just made me think of something. Like you said, um, the stuff you had to give up. Let me tell you something. When um, when I first, first started and I first started, I started taking it serious and I was in the studio every day. Let me tell you something. I got kids. Like my ex-girlfriend at the time, which is the mother of my kids now, like I was getting fussed out by her. You don't spend enough time with me. You're always in the studio. That stuff affects everything. Your family wasn't everything. Right. No, but like, I'm like, look, I have to go do this. I promise you it's going to work out in the end. Just give us some time. But people don't know how hard, how much stuff you got to get up. I'm to my friends. Absolutely. All types of stuff. It puts strain on everything. So if you're going to do that, why not take it serious? You yeah. know what yeah. I mean? I got kids to feed. I got kids at home. I got to make this work. That's what it was. Like, yeah. I got to make this work. So it's just like, and here's another thing. You brought up another point. You was talking about flipping houses. What people got to understand is like, I'm not saying don't just look at music. Don't look at music. But what I'm saying is if you got other opportunities that can generate you some income, that can get you to that point, please utilize that as well. People just forget about just business stuff. Like, I had to. I be like me and C, we always communicating all the time. And um, anytime I'd be like, look, see, why don't we, you know, put some money into this or da, 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 you know, put some, you know what I mean? So there's other things that you can do as well to, you might not have that 250K, but if you can start that business and leverage that leverage that company to go get the 250. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So people don't understand leverage and I try to teach them all that, but some people it goes in one ear going the other way. That just sounds like too much stuff. All right, well, you got a hobby then. Then, then you're in the wrong industry. You got a, you got a hobby yeah. then, buddy. That's, that's just what it is. Because it's going to cost you money. An expensive hobby. Very expensive. Yeah, for real. For um, real. Go ahead and see. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, no, no. I, I, I was just uh, just about to say that was, that was inspirational too about uh, what you said about the uh, ten years because like my tenth year was uh, two thousand twenty, and that was like actually the the uh, like the first year that I really was you know pushing real good in the in the positive because like it was Same a lot here. of stuff like like you said some so much stuff I had to give up. I remember um, we got a, we ended up getting evicted um, coming off a tour. Been evicted. Coming off the tour with the uh, lights being cut off, so I'm like, man, I, I got three my children. Twice. Yes, me too. Yep. I I never married or had kids mm -hmm. because my job was always more important to me. And I'm not I'm not saying I miss something. Like I don't have no regrets. I have no regrets. Uh, so I yeah. I'm, I'm not complaining about that. But it was a conscious decision to choose my company and my career over a life and a lifestyle, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's just a blessing to hear, you know, um, you know, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people don't know that. And, and it's just a blessing just to be transparent and, and to actually share that. Cause like, man, that, that, that gives me a, some more hope too. You know, that like, you know, we, we gonna be doing so this thing for a minute. <laughs> that are like at year four or five and they're like, Wendy, I can't afford to do this anymore. Like, I feel like I should quit. And I share that with them so that they know that this is really what it takes. So if you can make it another couple of years, you're going to be fine. 
But if yeah. you can't make it another couple of years, you, you got to figure it out. You know, for me, I had to figure it out at year number three. I realized I was never going to be wealthy doing music because I'm not willing to do the one thing that it really takes to get wealthy in the music industry. And that's take ownership of somebody else's publishing. And it's not that I don't think you should do it. It's just not for me. I'm just not going to do it. So I had to figure out a way to make money so that I didn't become one of those people in the music industry that was just trying to hit a lick all the time. I needed to have some sort of income so that I could make good decisions about who to work with and who not to work with because I didn't want this to just be a paycheck. So in 2003, I started taking real estate seminars and I learned how to flip houses. And I was comfortable, like that was great for me because I could still run my music business and flip houses and make like 10 grand, 20 grand, 30 grand at a time, and then go focus back on the music full time. And then as the money started to get low, I could go and find another house and flip it, you know, maybe flip two or three in a row and then not have to worry about money for a year, you know? So for me, it was a perfect fit. That doesn't mean that's for everybody. And, you know, it's also a different day and time. This is 2021, not 2003 anymore. You know, everybody kind of flips houses now. Now I'm flipping commercial stuff. Like I'm at a whole different level in a whole different world, but I still do that. I make more money in real estate than I do in music. That's what I, that's what I was telling C. That's why when my, my brother came to me about educating people in music. I'm like, look, I do way more than my business than I'm gonna ever do in music or anything. I've got placements in music, but no, it's not it's not even close. So I'm like, look, I don't, but one of the things that me and C thought about and why we started doing this and bringing other people like you on and people who who's really like uh, made dents in the industry is like- I love that you're doing this. Do these bigger awesome. relationships because we have other things we're trying to do based off of what we're doing now. We'll talk about that once we, stop recording or whatever. Um, and so, <laughs> but it's as big of things we want to do to actually help people because there's a, there's a lot of BS out there, which you know. Oh Some my God. They're just trying to grab money. Hey, come to me and I'll have you Spotify. I don't, I don't even say Spotify. like, that's like 90 per, 99%. Like, yeah. I just feel like it's a money grab. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh no, that's, that, that's what it is. And you know what's so crazy? You know, the testament to me and Courtney's, uh, situation we started this last year the beginning of last year um when we first started we gave we gave away um we were giving away information for free going facebook lives every monday we had a guy who took the information the free information applied it and almost tripled his music business you wow. everything everything tripled he sent us the screenshots and everything we got another another person and this is all free information we had right. another person they scheduled a consult with us I consulted with them for about maybe like an hour and a half, two hours. They just got nominated for um, the Gospel Music Awards and uh, International uh, uh, Artists in Ghana. Beautiful. They have um, uh, something else going on as well. And it just came out with a shoe. So those Beautiful. are the type of things that, you know, because we don't teach just music. We teach business. Like, look, this is how you right. run the business. And this is what you want to do. Even if you don't want to run the business, know how the business works so that when his contracts come through, you'll know what you're getting. Like, you'll know yeah, what you're looking at. Exactly. You know looking yeah. at. Even if you if you want to delegate something, you have to know that job before you give it to somebody so you'll know, like, okay, this person know what they're doing. So these, like, we're not trying to get over on anybody. And the people that took the class, 
the people that took the, um, our, our class that we had, um, our live class, we brought in industry professionals in every week, every single week. Like, see this person from this website, this person, this person, this person, every freaking week and gave them like, look, we're not trying to hold, hold nobody hostage. Y'all exchange information. You just built a relationship. You just built another one. So, and the people that took the class, we gave them nice little plaques, you know what I mean? A graduation plaques. And um, we did a whole song together and did it from start to finish, from song to pre-release. Yeah. So we wanted to give them everything and, that uh, they needed to, to pop off. And they got full access to us inside of our private Facebook group. They can ask questions whenever they want. So when I see those dudes um, trying to go out, be like, look, you give us a gang of money and we're gonna give you some random situation, no, and see, me and C not going to get up there and talk for an hour and a half. We're going to bring the industry professionals in. Like, why would I talk about contracts when we can bring the attorney, uh, the uh, contract attorney in and let him talk right. about it and let him get into, like, the nitty-gritty into yeah. the contract and let you guys get a better understanding. When we brought up, when we talked about marketing, we brought Brandon Shop Me in. Brandon Shop Me is a, a three-time award-winning videographer. He got Shooters Camp, which is one of the biggest, um, um, videographer uh, classes in the nation bigger than some schools and it's just him and a small team brought him in all types of the, uh, the guys yeah. CEOs from a uh, royalty exchange we brought them in so we weren't playing about this thing I'm like if you take this class you're not good we're not going to be messing around and you're going to be doing some work too we created a song yeah. from scratch everybody had a job we had songwriters we had producers we had publishers everybody's going to have a job so you can get some hands-on in the field so it's beautiful um, me and courtney really we're really doing this thing to give back because we easily could have just been like, let's just put something together if they pay they do if they don't they don't no we yep. was in there giving like courtney how long we was giving we was going every live every monday giving away every free monday. stuff for um, for at least six oh, months I, I think it was six months yeah yep. we didn't sell anything we just right. like let's just give you this information let's build it up and let's 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 see how people respond to it. And people enjoyed it. And the people that, that. took the information actually did something with it. So um, it's so gratifying when people actually use the information to succeed. Yep. That's yes. really the best part. Yep. Yep. The other the flip side to it is that sometimes they'll come to us and be like, yeah, we're trying to um I wanted to get some more information on that metadata. I was like, oh, you talking about that video we did a month back for two hours and a half that you didn't pay attention to? We did a whole two-hour video on metadata. Two hours. I don't even want to talk about anything for two hours. Two hours? I'm like, look, just go to that video. Everything that you need on how to put the metadata in your in your and in every individual track is in that. I'm talking about Courtney got it. We got examples, we got videos, we got screenshots, everything. So um but God, I need to watch that. Some people I'm telling you for two hours. And um, it's but what I'm saying is like we're giving out information. Did somebody hit us up about the information? See, about us putting yeah. all the information out. We had people hit yeah. us up like, look, y'all yeah. giving away too much information. Too much with information. The I hear that all the time. <laughs> messing with the business, you need to slow down. I hear that all the time. Four thousand dollars for, but it's for what y'all giving away for free. I'm like, it's not that big. It's not new information. We just let yeah. people know that it exists. But no matter how much we tell them, a lot of people are not going to take the information. But the people that do are doing things right now. Exactly. Um, and that's okay. Like you can't, you can't save the world. You can't help everybody. Not everybody that asks you for help really wants it. 
And it took me so long to learn this lesson because I'm one of those people, like if you need help and you're genuinely trying to help yourself, I'm going to jump in and help you. It's just who I am. But not everybody that says they want help really want help. And sometimes it's really hard to figure out who does and who doesn't. Right. Okay. It took me a long time. That's a, that was a hard lesson to learn. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know that I've even fully learned that one. I think there might be some stragglers in my camp that are saying they want help that I'm helping and they're never going to win because they're not doing what they need to do to win. They really mm-hmm. just want me to do it for them. And I can't. Exactly. That, that's, that's the thing right there. They want to do it for them. Yeah. I just can't. I wish I could. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and that's what that's what the pushback was for. You know, we don't get a lot of pushback, but every now and then you get the person that want to do got a knucklehead that want to, well, why do I need to do this or do that? I ain't trying to do all that. I'm just trying to make music. I'm like, look, we're not telling you to, we're not teaching you about contracts so you can go do the contracts. We're teaching you this for two reasons. Number one, so you can know. Number two, if you decide to hire somebody, you can know that they know what they're doing. Yeah, because how else would you know? Like, it's their job, but it's your money. So... You see what I'm saying? Yes. Wendy. It that's so real. Like if if you don't know the basics, how do you know what to look for to make sure you're not getting fucked over? Mm-hmm. And this is an industry where the majority of people are here to fuck you out of something. Yep. So right. this is not an industry to take lightly and say, "Oh well, this is not that industry." Right. You really got to know what to expect, what's fair, what's acceptable, what's normal, what's not normal. And see, that's what um, that's what make me and C so good together. We, I think we're kind of like yin and the yang because C is is deep, deep in the publishing and management side, and I'm good when it comes to general business practices. Right. So when I come in, I show them about how to write stuff off on their taxes, how to get financing, how to build a credit, all this other stuff, because th- that never gets talked about. We're just like, look, we're going to show you how to get some Spotify views and get your Instagram following up. Oh, yeah. Is that making you... What is, <laughs> we got to get you financially... We got to get you straight. We got to get your credit position. Yeah. Yes. You get your credit position, you can do whatever you want. Yes. I don't want to say that, but you get your credit position the way that just the basics, like how are you gonna how are you gonna rent a van so that you can go on promo tour? Exactly. How are you gonna get a credit card so you can put it down for Facebook ads and Google ads? Even if you're not placing the ads, you've got to give the people that are placing the ads for you a credit card. And and Facebook doesn't take green dot. You know, right. you've got to really have your shit together. Trust and me. why wouldn't you want that anyway? Exactly. Say it again. See, Wendy, we, look, <laughs> I'm just saying. So, see, that's that's what I get at because when I talk to people um, and I tell them, like, look, forget the forget the loan part. Let's talk about the credit cards. And see, you know I get deep, deep when it comes to this, like, credit yeah, cards definitely. and business credit stuff. Um, I'm actually supposed to be flying out to, uh, to Michigan next month and talk to some of C's guys about that. So, um, like when it comes to those credit cards, I'm like, look, especially for y'all going on tour. See, I used to travel a lot as well. And though, I'm gonna tell you something about those credit cards. Those credit cards got all type of cash back, all type of reward points. And I tell points. people, like, look, yep. it might be just a couple of credit cards to you, but I can show you how to 
Number one, increase your Maximize. limit. Once you increase your limit and how to use it, and those cash back, the cash back that you're getting, that can pay some of your expenses. And not only do you get hotel points from the hotel, I tell people anytime you go on tour and you know you're going to go to these, sign up with all the hotels you can. They're free. Just sign up for all the little, the Marriott, the um, the Hilton Honors. I got all of them. Just sign them up. It's free, whatever. What you want to do is you use that credit card, use the points. You get the points from Hilton Honors. You get points on your credit card and you get cash back the more you use it. So you're getting all types of, you can be have, you can probably, let, let me tell you something. It got so bad with me that year before last, I had a month and a half worth of free nights at Hilton Honors. I'm going to repeat cool. that. A month and a half worth of free nights. That's awesome. So I'm like, look, I'm trying to tell you, it's not a game because I'm like, look, I'm going to charge the card and I'm going to charge the hotel. So I'm getting free nights from both. So utilize all that. That saves money on when you go, especially when you're going on tour. Yeah. You don't want to stay a daggone in. You want to stay in something yeah. decent. At least you're working hard, you're sweating, and you got to go inside, you know, you know how artists is. They want to, they want high class everything. So at least you can go in something decent. And so mm -hmm. just just helping people as far as making money is one thing. Keeping mm -hmm. the money is different because you have to, you got to think about expenses. Well, I'm making this amount of money. Okay, how much money you got to pay people? How much is this going to towards expenses? So utilize everything that you can to be able to um, to to do that. And I don't I don't I don't swipe and I don't put money in places where it don't make money anyway. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You, I, don't, I don't use debit cards. We use credit cards and pay the, the credit cards off with a debit card. I'm giving y'all some nuggets. Whoever on this podcast, whoever on yeah. this podcast, if y'all still using debit cards, please stop. And I'm not. If you use it, that's fine. But if you can. Use your credit card and pay the credit card off with a debit card. The reason why you want to do that, if I have a fifty thousand dollar card and I swipe it for fifty thousand dollars and I got fifty thousand in the bank, use that fifty thousand to pay that back. It's going to do two things. Number number one, it's going to keep your bank utilization low. Number two, when the bank see you constantly spending fifty thousand, you can call those credit card companies and be like, "Look, y'all give me fifty thousand, but y'all see me spending one hundred fifty thousand every month back and forth. Could you raise my limit?" Now you got a $100,000 credit card. You see what I'm saying? So these are the type of practices that they're not teaching. And I'm like, look, this is something simple. Yeah. This is something simple. And then if you if you feel like that's too much, get two credit cards that got $20,000 on them and use that credit card to pay that one back. It's so much stuff you can do to keep the utilization low. So what you want to do is continue to build up to where you got. I know a guy, and I don't want to throw the conversation in the credit stuff, Wendy, I'm sorry, but no, I, love I, guy, I know a guy right now who has about $4 million in credit cards. So this are the, these are the type of things that I'm talking about. He's like, look, I'm not about to go to the bank. I'm just going to use one of these credit cards, swipe, get this property, go get it renovated, and then I'll just pay it back. So mm -hmm. I'm not I saying you have, so you have to beautiful. do that, but if you're going to utilize your credit, let's utilize all of it. You got lines of credit, you got business loans you can get, and uh, like Wendy talked about, that 250 get you mm -hmm. Right. Sorry about that. I have I have a I have a client right now who is building his career on business credit. I don't recommend that because the risk is very high. Yeah. But he's building his entire credit, his entire career on business credit. Mm. I've always said wow. I've always said use both. That personal credit is really going. It really makes a big difference. I tell me and C was talking about it the other day. Um, mm. When it comes to business, I teach business credit too. But when you use it in conjunction with your personal credit, it makes a big like you can it's go like get double, a, isn't it? You can go get a uh thirty thousand dollar business credit card. But if your personal credit is good, 
that separates you getting from 30 to 60 or 70. So it right. makes a big freaking leverage when you can leverage all of that. And yep. that's what it's yep. all about leverage. If you don't have the 250, once you got your personal credit, business credit right, you can go get the 250, believe it or not. And so mm -hmm. even if you got to split it up. So for all you people that's listening to this, they'd be like, look, ain't no way I'm going to get 250K. Well, okay, let's say that. But what you can do is you put yourself in position to be able to go get 250. Uh, quick question. And I, I might, shouldn't be asking this. The two, the 250 that you would need, Wendy, does it have to be the whole 250 up front? No. There we go. No. There we go. Nope. And if somebody says to you, I can't get 250, that's just somebody who's never tried. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. It means they've never tried. They they don't know how to do it. So they're thwarting themselves by saying they can't. Because I used to be that person. I used to think that I couldn't. And when I started flipping houses, I didn't have money. So I had to figure out a way to do it. See, I flipped houses before now. We actually in a, in a contract for a $60 million development deal in Atlanta over there by the Chick-fil-A corporate nice uh, spot to be. Uh, uh, On the south it's, side? It's um, it's uh, right by the airport. Like yeah, south the side. Airport. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's already in development. Uh, we don't know if we're going to be on the deal yet. We, we're trying to make sure. So pray for us. We're trying to actually uh, Congratulations. get the debt service now. It's going to be 320 years. But anyway, so I know how it is when it comes to flipping Ooh, houses. Is that an opportunity zone? Huh? Is that an opportunity zone? I yeah. think that might be an opportunity zone. Yeah. So um, hopefully we're still working with the broker to try to get the Beautiful. But these are the type of things that you guys have to understand. You got to start putting this stuff in the regular business practices. Like, you know what? I don't have the 250, but maybe if I leverage this credit and maybe I can, you know, start this company and use the company as leverage, use this LLC as leverage, use this S Corp as leverage to be able to try to go get the financing or go find an investor. Just because you mm -hmm. don't have it, somebody else might have it. The banks might yeah. have it. And you, we all know that the banks... You got an 80% over 80% um, denial rate for traditional bank loans, but it's so many private lenders out here right now. Yes. It's like, look, forget them banks. Yeah. We got you. Forget what they're saying. We're going to, you don't need to have a 680. We'll give it to you for 650 as long as you can show us that you're making enough money. So, exactly. I've got to start utilizing everything. Ron, I realized when I started in real estate, because again, when I started in real estate, I didn't have money. So I couldn't go and put money down on a property. But what I learned was, and this shocked the shit out of me, there are so many people out here that make money, but they don't have the time to invest it. And they would love to partner with somebody that has the time, but not the money. So you bring the time and the legwork, they bring the money, you go and do a deal and you split it 50-50. Now all of a sudden you're walking away from a deal where you made 20 grand with 10 grand. Now you've got a $10,000 deposit to go do something on your own. Exactly. Or you've got two fives where you can go and do two deals with two, two other people and just keep flipping and flipping and flipping. And that's how I built, that's how I built money. That's how I built wealth. Y'all hear that? Mm. These, are, these are nuggets. Nuggets. Right here. See, <laughs> see the thing that the what you was talking about, Wendy. I was, oh, you just, I mean, you're just freaking on point today. When it's when you talk, when I told you about that 60 million dollar deal, this is a guy who the deal is already funded. The guy already has the 60 million. He was like, Look, I have the money, so all you got to do is pay back the debt services until the development gets done, which takes anywhere from 
probably uh, anywhere from a year to 18 months, probably 18 months, um, because this is a real big development because it's 320 units. It's, uh, it has uh, some retail uh, offices as well. Nice. So um, he has the money. So he was like, look, I got the money, but I'm not trying to stay here and do this. I'm looking for a couple of entrepreneurs that can do it and then pay me back the debt service. I'm just trying to make exactly. the money from the loan. I don't want to be here. I don't want no parts of this. No, but he just wants he, you to remove his risk. Yeah, he's like, look, I don't want no risk. Y'all got it. Y'all still have to pay me back because it's already funded. So that's what we're- it's a no-brainer. You know? so, uh, I'll do that deal all day. Exactly. He was like, look, we, we got the, we got the 60 million is already done. So we just, y'all take care of that. And then we'll, we'll, we'll go from there. But it brought up to what you were saying, but you just add that by that logic that we just talked about, Wendy, someone else probably has money, but like, look, um, I don't want to, I don't rap or anything, but I might got the 250 for you. Let me see what you got. So start and it, with technology, they got websites where they got investors on the, like there's websites for investing. Like crowdfunding, you got Indiegogo, you got GoFund, you got to use, you got to do what you got to do. Like, For real. don't be ashamed to get up there. You, I have an, I have an account with all three of them. Like, look, I'm trying to get my, <laughs> such and such, I got this song, and whatever you need to do, start talking to people and figuring out who these, and see networking. People got this thing to where they make a song. Here's the, here's the, here's the steps right here. Make a song, make a video, throw it on social media. Done. Mm -hmm. I'm famous. Everybody in my city know me. That doesn't do anything. You're not. I mean, if if you just want to do it to have fun, that's fine. But a lot of these people saying they serious about it. Like I'm trying to pop off. I'm like, y'all ain't about to my head hurt today. So <laughs> <laughs> not today. So and then like with people like me and Courtney come along, and then we bring bring people in like Wendy Day. We deliver. We don't deliver on somebody, some random person that you don't know. We come through and bring Mike and we bring Wendy Day and we bring in a rap juggernaut. We bring these people in and then 98% of y'all still like, eh, no, you don't, you don't get access to Wendy Day like that. So you have to understand that that's how serious we take about the education. Um, so, all right. So Wendy, this is probably going to be my last question. And you know, I'm going to bring it back to the money. Um, for someone really trying to get the music stuff off the ground and they don't have a big budget and they're in the process of building a credit, whatever they're trying to do, build a business or whatever. Um, what could they be doing in the meantime until they get to that point to where they can start spending some serious money on? Uh, it's so hard for me to answer this question because it's yeah. different for all different types of music. Absolutely. Like if you're a street rapper, you're going to do different things. And if you're pop, like a pop rapper that's reaching fans from eight to 18 needs to focus on influencer marketing and TikTok. Right. But a guy who's making street music can't really focus on TikTok or influencer marketing, or if they focus on influencer marketing, they're hitting a different market, right? So they got to focus on either influential DJs or the um, the model checks, you know, the hoes yep. that are on Instagram mm -hmm. that have a large amount of male following. You, right. you wanna reach whatever your target market is, you wanna reach people th that are in that age group 
And for rap, it's mostly 13 to 26 years old. It's mostly men. It skews more heavily towards male than female. When you first start out, it starts very heavily African-American. And then as you grow your career, it switches over into the, into the white world. I'm sure you all know that. I'm sure I'm not telling you anything that comes as a surprise. But you, you have to crawl, walk, run. You can't you can't skip crawling and walking and go right to run. You can't just go right to, you know, the, the, the white demographic and sell them on why they should be listening to your music and bypass all the, the cosigns along the way. You've got to take the proper steps to get to where you're going. And again, that comes back to learning and understanding. So if I were a brand new artist, the first thing I would do is learn the industry. The second thing I would do is put a plan together and price it out. And then the third thing I would do is start to implement my plan if I had the proper funding to succeed with that plan. If I didn't, my plan would be to find the money to make my plan work. And I'd build a little bit of a buzz along the way. I would still make music. I would put it into the marketplace, but I wouldn't be doing it to become famous or to get signed to a record label. I'd be doing it so that as I'm shopping my business plan for my career, the people that want to give me money will see that I'm actively pursuing my career and they won't just look at me as a dreamer. They'll look at me as a doer. And that's really important. Okay. Mm -hmm. Awesome. That's dope. That's dope. Yes, sir. Well, yeah. Well, we, we definitely appreciate you. Uh, how, how could everybody uh, find you on, on social media? Um, on my Instagram, I'm at Rap Coalition. That's mm -hmm. the best way to find me because that's where I am the most. And then new artists should check out my YouTube, which is youtube.com slash this is Wendy Day. Okay. YouTube.com slash this is Wendy Day. I'm about to subscribe to you right now, Wendy. I'm gonna I'm definitely be hollering at you too, Wendy, about what we discussed about the artists and all that and seeing how we can get some stuff going. Um, if so, if there's an artist that wants to, that, that maybe there's an artist that be like, look, I can come up with the two with, with uh, a nice little budget. How would they reach out to you? Is there somewhere? Well, they, uh, should, they should start at my website. There's a lot of, you, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm at a weird place in my career. I've had a lot of success in my career. So I'm a little fussy about what I take on. Yeah. If I don't feel that I can add value, I'd rather pass yeah. because the last thing I want to do is be 30 years into this and people saying, wow, she's on some fuck shit. Right. So the, the starting point would be for them to go to helpfulangel.com helpfulangel.com and helpful angel talks about exactly what I do, how I do it, how I, how you pay, how I get paid, who my team is and what you need to bring to me in order for me to take you seriously. Cause it's, it's really about not just good music. Cause I don't have to like it to work it. I know a lot of people do, but it has to be, commercially marketable. So I pass on projects that are very niche. Like if you're a reggae artist, I probably can't help you. If you're, uh, you know, dubstep or drum and bass, I can't help you. 
you've got to be making music that reaches enough people where I can help you get your money back because I don't want to take on projects where I can't help people make money with their music. My whole goal is to build self-sufficient, independent record labels. And if I can't, if I can't figure out a way for you to make money, then I just, it doesn't, it doesn't help you, you know? But everything you need to know is on that website, how to reach me, my email address, everything that I'm looking for, the type of music, the process, pretty much everything you need. Gotcha. Did you have anything else, see? Nope, I'm all all set, brother. Uh, Wendy, let me tell you something. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for doing this. And thanks for put, I've been sitting here um, eating raisinets because I, I missed dinner tonight. So thank you for like putting up with me, like like nibbling as I went along. Because I just, I'm hungry. I can't front. <laughs> I'm a fat girl. I like to eat. <laughs> the same thing as soon as we get our mother, find me something yeah. to nibble on. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm I'm about to go on this Fridays in the airport real quick before I go home. I don't yeah. blame you. <laughs> so yeah. I appreciate everybody coming on to the Music of Profits podcast. Um, you guys make sure you go to helpfulangel.com if you guys have a budget and check out Wendy Day's uh, uh, YouTube channel. Please go check that out. We're going to leave the uh, and, and check it out if you don't have a budget because there's about... Yeah. There's a hundred and some odd videos on there for free about how to do this. There you go. hundred free videos. You guys check that out. Um, because you, matter of fact, you need to do that anyway, because the information is the key. You guys want to go ahead and build your knowledge base um, and get that going. I don't care if you just got started. I don't care if you ain't got a track out. Go ahead and start looking at that type of stuff. Um, check Learn us out. It. Legacy Builders Group on Facebook. Uh, me and Courtney are Music Legacy Builders on Instagram. All that good stuff. So, Wendy, once again, we appreciate you. Thank you for coming on. Uh, could you stay for like 30 seconds? Absolutely. Okay. All right. So, all right. See you guys on the next episode.